1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dumped, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to the Real Down on Paddle Infinite with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Reel Down on Paddling Finn. How you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Not much. You got the Roku channel in the background. You I just got... realized that. I forgot to finish what I was setting up. I won't do that real quick. Oh, oh man. Do uh, you do any fishing this weekend? You went to Inland, didn't you? Yeah, we had our little Iron City tournament. It was uh, 22. I was surprised it was 22 people because people do not like to fish Inland. It's it's a beautiful little lake, but it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, uh, I got six. I, I did okay. Like, yeah, I, I went. if I would, if I would tied on a flipping jig and really got in the wood, I caught a nineteen and a half inch spot and some wood. And I didn't. I I got so many bites and lost so many. I was following another pattern. But if I was done that, I think I could have called up at least once or twice more. So it was 
just being a little stubborn kept me out of the money. But yeah, I went to uh, I went mm. fished with the Coleman kayak angler guys out there on uh, Lake Katoma, yeah. and I'm kind of practicing for Pickwick, kind of learning the offshore thing. So I set up to do that. Showed up at the ramp, got the whole boat rigged out, got on the water. Did not bring my battery for my graph, which completely took that out. Yeah. So I almost left and just wrote it off. And then I, uh, Jesse, the guy that runs everything down there, was like, man, just go fish the grass. You'll find something. So I went down and I, I caught a couple uh, right at the beginning and had a lot of blowups on a buzz bait. But I missed. I know two, one that was definitely over five, one around five that would have definitely helped, but, uh, it kind of like the fog and everything burn off kind of late that morning. And as soon as it did, it got blistering hot and everybody's bite died. And by like, it's probably one or two o'clock. I like had stuff to do at the house and was like, man, I don't feel like being hot anymore. So on ours, we, uh, truck, we got to the ramp. I'm a little sick. So, Sounds like voice, it. But um, we, we got to the ramp at 3.30 in the morning and pedaled because there's a ramp on each end of the lake. It's not real big, but one end was closed, so you could only launch at one end. So we launched at 3.30 and pedaled two hours to the other end of the lake. And, uh, but, yeah, it didn't pay off. But Jeez. Luke, How did uh, your was your fit, you and your fishing partner, he do all right? Yeah, I think he ended up mafe. He He did okay, too. He, like, like me, he was a at least a bite away from being. I think I got eleventh. I think was what I ended up with. Because I mean, I mean, my limit was tiny. It was like thirty nine inches. It was terrible. Yeah. Mine was forty six, and on inland they caught fifty three, and that was I wouldn't have thought that. That's doubt. But uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll hold these guys up. We have uh, from the first ever Bass Classic Bass Nation Kayak Series on Possum Kingdom. We have a uh, Joe McElroy. And Mark Pendergraft, Possum King, the King, and he can wear the wear the title. Hey, well, thank y'all for being on. And Joe's on the road, so uh, his service wife see what happens here. But we sure do appreciate y'all being on. Are you driving back from Texas now? I am. Uh, Should be should be back in the great state of Alabama tomorrow sometime. Very good. Wait, you live up in Coleman, right? Yes, I heard you boys talk about Katoma. I live on Katoma. Yeah, I didn't know that till this weekend. Uh huh. There you go. Yeah. See, so you, you have to, you have to, you have to work your resources, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Mark had kind of a Mark had a home lake advantage. Uh, if you contacted me, I'd I'd give you some home lake advantage on Katoma this weekend, Jimmy. I should have called you. I didn't. I didn't make the connection till late. I was uh, fishing with uh, Chris Martin. I kind of was going around him, and I was asking him if he saw how good you did. And he's like, "Yeah, you know his house is right there." I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, you should have called him before you came down here." I was like, "Crap!" All right. Well, congrats, you guys. I know we don't want to hold y'all up too much tonight, but uh, congrats on the tournament. I mean. It's, it's got to be crazy to watch. You know, everybody watched it. We were all following. It was the most exciting kayak tournament to have ever happened. I mean, there's been some a lot of, ridiculous numbers. Yeah, there's been a lot of great tournaments, but have, for not having live, I think we were all 
just plugged in Attorney X, watching refresh, refresh, because it was so exciting. It was a like y'all hit it a great lake, hit it at a good time, and and y'all absolutely showed out, and you got two big beautiful trophies show for it. So yeah, uh, yeah we'll we'll go ahead and start with practice. Uh, start with you, Joe. How did your practice go? When how how much did you get to practice? And tell us about it, man. Well, my wife and I arrived uh, at PK on Friday. We checked in uh, basically Saturday. We drove around looking at ramps, uh, trying to figure out what the mud line was going to do to the lake. Uh, I'm not much of one to fish in chocolate water. So I was trying to identify areas where the water had a little, little color to it, but uh, not completely uh, chocolate. So the areas that I had planned to fish were Cedar Creek and Caddo Creek. Uh, for the most part, uh, and, you know, tried to find access points to those. You know, I figured that with all of the kayakers having uh, it readily uh, access to access to some of this, to the mid lake, I just thought I'd get away from everybody and try to find some pockets where I could kind of be by myself. Well, that all went out the window when the rain started, uh, and it flooded roads blocked roads and access and pretty much uh, backed me in a corner as to where i could fish we were staying at a uh, condo uh, right above a rail uh, close to the dam and that water seemed to stay fairly fishable in my opinion uh late uh on the third day of practice uh, i only put in maybe two hours of practice on saturday uh, no no not saturday so sunday and uh, then the last day of practice, I put in, put in a couple hours, but I was able to sit on my uh, patio and watch all the kayakers coming in. So I had set up a spotting scope. So I was just kind of watching who was coming, how they were doing. And I didn't see anybody catching fish, but one of the things that I did notice is nobody was skipping docks. And uh, with the sun being uh, high and hot, I figured this fish would be under those docks, and I did find them under there. So that's where I started. I had planned to start on day one. Okay. Uh, Poss, PK, how about you, man? Um, I started at the state park. Uh, I was planning on camping there. So when I got into town Sunday, I threw up my camp real quick and hit the water right at the boat ramp. And uh, I don't know if you can hear the kids in the background. They're going yeah, that's all right. There. <laughs> we we all got kids. Little one doesn't want to go to bed, it sounds like. I hear you. <laughs> I got one two floors help. up that's doing the same thing, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I hit, I hit the state park, and I fished the roll there, and I went into Possum Hollow and Fox Hollow. And I, I found decent fish, but the water there, it was starting to clear, and I knew a storm was coming. And that's one of the areas that dirties up first as quick as possible. Um so I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. So Monday morning, I was like, you know, I'm going to wake up. And there's some areas that I want to check out because the two areas that I normally fish, they were completely muddy by the time I got down there. And I was like, well, it's only going to get worse from here. I'm not even going to touch them. Um, then Monday morning, storm hit, uh, tore apart my campsite, ripped a hole in the tent. So I had to go get an Airbnb and uh, didn't get on the water till like 11. Jeez. So I, Yeah. So I headed over to a, a ramp right there by the house and uh, saw about 50 kayak trucks in the parking lot. I was like, what the hell? 
Okay. I'm going to fart around here just a little bit. Then I'm going to go look somewhere else. So I got out, and, I mean, I've marked some good fish in areas that people wouldn't think to fish. Um, Scotch touched on them uh, a little bit on the round table, but we got a local trail coming up, so I might have to utilize that, so I'm not going to give up too information on that. Yeah. But uh, I bounced out to the bluffs out of there, and um, I ran bluff walls out there, um, just using my side scan, picking fish that were suspended up on the bluff walls. And I found a really good pattern doing that, and that was my game plan going into day one, so. And what, which kayaks were you all in? You, you in the autopilot? Yeah, I'm in the autopilot 120. Yes, sir. And Joe, how about you, Hobie? Right? I'm a, I'm in the PA 14360. Okay. Cool. So Hobie. what 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 kind of baits are those in the back? Is that Grande Bass or? Um, let me grab that for you real quick. I see a red. I, I don't excite. Okay. Yeah. We, we, they don't sell those here. I've never seen that uh, packaging before. So Excite is based out of here in Texas. Uh, he, he actually works and lives out in Pilot Point, Texas, okay. uh, just right out by Ray Roberts. Um, he's been going for a while, really expanding his bait lines and everything. He's got those. He's got the little square bills, the XB, XB1 and the XB5. It has like a little coffin bill on it. Oh, there we go. So neat little baits that he has and he's local, but he, he goes through the entire United States. He's got Tyler rivet on the, the elite series. So cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm a tackle nerd. I see something different back there. I, I got to know what's up. Yeah. I'm already like, Ooh, I should, should order something. Yeah. I'm, 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 I have to check them out, but uh, all right. So let, let's roll into day one, two day tournament. Uh, Joe, we'll start with your day one, man. Uh, day one. I launched at the marina right there below my condo. and uh, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Went out on a, my plan was to start on a little point just right there at the entrance to the marina. Uh, fishing topwater, started with the buzz bay, uh, throw the spook a little bit, didn't get any uh, topwater action. Uh, so I worked down the bank, back into a small cove where there's some laydowns that I had found early in the in the practice. Fished all through there. Topwater bite was not happening. So I came back out, uh, started sort of swim bait made by uh, Driftwood uh, Custom Baits and uh, started catching a few fish on there. Had a, little, had a little underspin on it and I added a little chartreuse to it because the water color had got a little bit uh, more dingy. So started catching fish on that and um, stayed within 75 yards of a small point that took out kind of up you know out from the marina there uh fished there all day long uh, when the when the swim bait bite slowed down i started dragging a, a z-craw plum worm texas rig uh, fished it really slow i was sitting in about 35 feet of water throwing it up kind of easing it off and the, the z-craw worm huh Yes, sir. Yeah, I've never uh, used it. I saw that up at Mark's the other day. I'm like, I mean, you know, it's like a speed worm, but it's got the 
it is it is like it's it's like a speed worm on uh, steroids. Um, okay. And um, it it was very effective. I, I pretty much caught ninety five percent of my fish on it from that point on. Um, and <coughs> you know it, uh, it it was a slow bite, but you know, but when they picked it up, I mean they they intended to eat it and they would go straight to that deep water every time so it was pretty exciting i've never never had that many big bites in my entire life and it was uh it was pretty wild what a good time to have them yeah uh, absolute right day right time and just to go over uh what what your day one numbers looked like um your day one was 107 and 75 inches with a 22 inch big bass and four 20 over 21s. I mean, that is, that's a day. Like I was watching the leaderboard. I think you had 102 or 103 when I first checked and was like, Oh man, my buddy's up there. He's on top. Finished our lunch, picked up my phone again. And was like, my God, he's at 107. What's happening. And, uh, and you know, and I, it, I, I can't even talk about it. I was like, it was like watching it. Like you said, Dan, like we couldn't watch it. Like when you watch the classic live, but it was still, like you said, like refresh, refresh, refresh. And you'd see everybody below Joe's numbers changing around. And it was, it was like intense. It was really cool. It was really fun because I mean, you kind of hate that it's during the week, but then at the same time, it was, it, it's really good for viewers because I mean, I, I had I work from home, and I promise I spend a lot of time watching it, you know. So I I think you actually get more eyes on it whenever it's during the week than it is on the weekend. Whenever everybody else is out fishing too, we're always looking for an excuse not to be working. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had an awesome day, uh, and so did Mister Possum over here. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Mark, your first day, you were fourth with 97 inches, so you weren't. I mean, it you know, 10 inches was a was a gap, but a two day tournament that puts you right where you need to be. So, yeah. uh, how'd your day one go? <clears throat> um, a lot different than Joe's. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, I I didn't find a good bite till way way late in the day, but I launched and I had found some decent fish off a of main point outside of my marina, kind of like Joe. And I showed up there, and I, as soon as 6 o'clock hit, I started making my cast my walking bait. And uh, just nothing was there. Fish were popping, and just nothing was coming up. And I, and I worked a little bit, moved both sides of the point. And once the sun got high enough, I could see that my water clarity had changed over the last day because um, I didn't touch that place on Tuesday. I didn't even go look at it. And um, I ended up at that parking lot of 50 people on Tuesday just to go explore some more and want to know why they were all there. But <laughs> the water was muddied up. Um, I, I threw on a crankbait, and I couldn't pick them up off of that point. So Hell's Gate was about a mile down the lake. I was like, ah, I'll just cruise on down there. I know there's fish in there at all times. And I went down there, and I was able to scrounge up some small fish. Um, I think I got a, like a 12, a 13, a 14. And then about noon, Old Town uh, Motorboat came by just to take pictures and say hi for their uh, publicity stuff. And it's like, well, I, I haven't really caught anything. And they stayed for about 30 minutes. I didn't get bit. They turned around to leave, and I hit it to a little bluff wall out in front of the creek I was in and hooked a 17.75, told them to come back, take a picture real quick. 
and they did, and they left. And I started to work out and realizing, well, shit, it's almost 12.30. So I'm just going to head back to my ramp. I'm going to go fish around there. That way, you know, I can get out of the way, get get off the water as quick as possible when 2 o'clock hits. Um, made it all the way back to my ramp. <clears throat> um, I stopped and scanned some stuff all, on the way in, but I, I got back to the ramp about 1.20 and uh, ran into Justin Faircloth over there. And I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to throw at the ramp, waste my time. Caught a striper and he was on the bluff wall behind me and I was hollering. I was like, Woo! Got into the boat. I was like, this, this is gonna be all right. Made another cast, sand bass. I was like, man, I, I could spend 30 minutes catching catching eating fish. So I was like, I'll just do this and then I'll just get out of everybody's way. And then I made a really bad cast. It actually went about 10 feet too far to the left. And uh I hooked a 19-inch bass. So I was like, Well, that's that's interesting. There's there's all kinds of bass here. So I cast back to that spot, and in 30 minutes, um, get, being able to get underneath the sand bass, it was sand bass, 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 sand bass, sand bass, sand bass, bass. But I culled out the four fish that I already had, and I put up 97 inches in about 30 minutes. At the ramp? At the ramp. Ain't were, that they, something. were they just feeding? Uh, like all mixed up? At that, at that time, I didn't even know what was going on in that spot, and I didn't have enough time to figure it out. But on day two, I did. I figured out why. That's insane. I, I I loved when they posted the pictures after the tournament was said and done and the winner was announced and you can see you standing in your boat and the ramps in the background. That was it was such a good picture. I mean it probably hurt so many feelings like you know how much water I covered this week? Like Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we get into today too, I we got some good stories about that. So So what uh, like so you're ten inches back. You know, you had a great, you know, come out the end of the day, you're feeling good. Like, what's, what are you thinking? I mean, are you like, oh, what's, man, your mindset? Yeah, um, what, what's your mindset going in day two? Dude, I'm just stoked. I'm like, I'm in fourth place in the Bassmaster Kayak Classic. I'm like, woo! And I was partying, uh, got home, got showered. Uh, actually, no, I had to go to the Chamber of Commerce, do an interview, yeah. uh, ran to the house, took a shower. Um, and then I went out to meet up with Ryan Lambert just to, you know, I like to keep my mind off of things. Um, and I don't, I don't like sitting in the cabin by myself, having to retie everything and overthinking and doing this and doing that. I'd rather go out, have some dinner, see the friends, um, right. get back and do it as quickly as possible. When I get home after a few beers, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, and then get up and go fish the next day. But, uh, my mindset was like, Hey man, we've got a chance for the top 10. I even made a video the morning of the day, too. I was like, hey, sitting in fourth. I found myself right here. And I was like, I'm going to have to swing big if I want to win it. Uh, if I don't, I'm shooting for the top ten. Blessed either way just to be here. And that's about where my mind stayed dude, until my third cast on day two. <laughs> All right. So now let's go into day two. Joe, man, you, you, were you able to sleep at all that night? It was a tough night, guys. Um Number one, I, I was I was totally amazed that I was where I was sitting. Uh, I didn't go out to Possum Kingdom uh, with the intent to be where I was. Uh, I went out there to fish, make memories, and have a good time. And the fact that I was leading day one, wow. You know, my thought process was I'm in such a small area if anybody gets in there on it, I'm done because I don't have a clue where to catch another fish. So all night I sort of tossed around at 2.30. I'd had all I could stand and got up. 
And uh, I just just you know, look when you're scope at your spot there. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't see it at that point, but <laughs> but in, but but let me tell you, the the visions that I had was when I turned the corner once I left the rail because I was I was pedaling, uh, although I had a, a Hobie <coughs> a torpedo on my trailer, I was fishing so close. I was just gonna just use my Mirage drive like I had in practice. And just go out there, but but after day one, uh, day one that that route was loaded. I mean, holy crap! Snyder, Christian was there. I mean, Lambert was there. I mean, it was loaded with guys. And and as soon as we hit five thirty, I was left in the dust. When I made it around into the uh, the boat docks there at the marina. They were already out in the middle of the lake. I could just see the little lights. They, so, so all night I was thinking, I ain't got a chance uh, to get to my spot. If somebody wants it, they're going to go get it. And then I thought, well, I'll just have to, I'll just have to go fishing. Well, I was pleasantly surprised. There was nobody on my spot when I turned. Boy, if somebody would have been on that spot, they would have never lived it down. I know, but you know, yeah, there was a yeah. few, there were a few suspects. <laughs> yeah. There was a, there, listen, everybody knew where I was. Uh, anybody and everybody that came through there knew where I was sitting. So it, was, it wasn't like I was going to hide it with a big flagpole yeah. that had an American flag and a Cliffs Resort flag flying. So it's kind of like, oh, I know where Joe's at. <laughs> I'm sure at least one or two I'm probably graphed over it. Just, just wanted to see what was going on down there. I'll tell you Look, this, I, if somebody would have stole your spot, Lambert and Evans probably would have gone out there and flipped them in the water for you. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And and in fact, I I, I think there'd been a little more uh, physical activity on the water. That sportsman-like thing might have gone out the window. But, but in all honesty, it, it ended up being really well, uh, good. You know, everybody got along. I had a lot of guys come by and just sit and watch me fish and then just kept, kept moving. You know, I, I believe it or not, I had guys come up and say, do you mind if I make a few casts? I said, sure, go ahead. Uh, I was watching and a couple of them, I won't mention names, but they were throwing giant swim baits like California style. Right. Um, and there was some guys from California in the field. So, Right, exactly. They they were throwing those intimidators, those those big twelve inch, ten, twelve inch swim baits. Like, but wow. some of those fish, some of those fish we were catching, uh, could eat them. There's no doubt. But they didn't, and they just moved on. Um, but all in all, you know, it was very peaceful. I didn't have any any competition for the spot. Uh, uh, that, was, that was a blessing. <laughs> So that's I, awesome. I like to I like to think that it was just good sportsmanship on everybody's end, you know. But like even the names you mentioned, I know a lot of those people wouldn't just. I don't. I don't see those. I know a few of those people. I don't think they would have just creeped your spot. You know, I I'm, and I'm sure. I think I would have done the same thing Dan said though. I'd have went over your spot, hit a little scan just to oh, be like, well, my day is already. over already. <laughs> yeah, check it out from the side. <laughs> well, uh, so how uh, so you caught him on that z crawl worm same day plum i i, I did uh 
I, pretty much on, on, on day two, that's all I threw. I, I I didn't have any reason to put it down. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it was it was insane. And you, you um, fish a lot of bass boat stuff too, right? Yes, and, and yeah, I fished the Alabama Bass Trail North Division. In fact, wow. I'm headed home because I got my last uh, glitter boat tournament with uh, ABT on Saturday on Neely Henry. So uh, okay. I'm going to get home, unload my yak stuff, uh, get the Ranger loaded up for a day of practice and tournament on Saturday. Get that swim jig fired up. That swim jig buzz bait right now, right? Yeah, you know, it could be over there in that little Coosa River grass. You never know yeah. what might show up there. Yeah, that, that's that's why I'd be throwing our Neely. We had our, uh, uh, we do the KFL thing in our KFL team. Our home lake is Neely Henry. And we, uh, yeah, we, we beat a Florida team that came in this weekend. Yeah, oh, the Hammerheads? Is that, yeah, is that, yeah. That's a, is that the one that Coley was with? Uh, yeah. Coley? Uh, yeah. Uh, McGowan. Yeah, he's on the team. Mm -hmm. Did yeah, he, he carry he his weight? Did he, did he carry his yeah. weight? Yeah, I didn't fish. Uh, I was off this weekend, but they, yeah, he, uh, whoop. I mean, he, he's one that we had, he didn't get big fish this week, but yeah, I mean, he, he helped to carry the team for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, those, that's crazy. That's, I'll have to, have to restock on some of those swim jigs. Yeah, well, holler at Coley, man. He'll hook you up. <laughs> All right, Possum Kingdom. Possum King. I always think that Toady song whenever I hear Possum, Possum King. It's Possum Kingdom. That's, that's yeah. about the lake. So it's good time. All right. So day two, magic day, man. Tell us about it. Um, day two, I get to the ramp. Um, I pretty much know there's the, the same four or five guys are going to be there. Um, I, my ramp wasn't loaded full of people like Mr. Joe's. Um, thank God. It never is. I mean, it might be now because – Everybody knows where I was. Hey, you cash your check, part? man. I'd, that spot's done. <laughs> yeah. Were y'all in the same region of the lake? Do no. what? We're, no. So y'all were on different ends or? No, we we're both in the, in mid lake. He was just okay. a couple miles down. I was just from closer him. to the dam. Yeah. yeah. He was down in the cliffs. I was more, a little bit more mid lake where okay. I was. So. I figured it's so dam. You went down there because you were looking for the cleaner water towards the dam, and that's what generous started to put you in that direction. For Joe that's or why me, I was there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I I went down there and pre-fished, like I said on the Tuesday, because there was fifty kayakers there when I saw it on Monday. Yeah. And but Tuesday I went back in there just to find out why everybody was there, and I I think I knew they were looking for the clean water. But with that many people there and so few little places, I mean, you'd have to find the gym. Joe found that. Uh, my spot muddied up, but I really didn't have a fallback plan. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to my boat ramp. Those fish were stacked up there pretty good day one. We'll see what happens. I get to the ramp, and uh, Justin Fairclaw's already there. Hey, hey, I see you made it. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. And um, there's the old boys at the top. Um, his name's Daniel. I can't remember his last name. They, they call him Pro Neighbor. Um, but, uh, he was there and there's oh, another guy and a Hobie with his wife and they launched there. And then these two, uh, can't tell you where they're from, but they, they do sound about as Northern as Northern can get without being Canadian. But, uh, they showed up and they're like, Hey, we're just here to sightsee. We sucked yesterday. We're just hanging out. I'm like, all right. 
it's nice to meet you. But uh, right before launch, me and Daniel, I talked to him, and he had left at noon on day one and left our ramp, and he had caught a 20 off the boat ramp before he left, and I was informed about this. So I wanted I wanted to inform him that uh, I said, hey, um, I know you well, why did he leave? Huh? If he caught a 20, why did he leave? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I don't know. Um, he, I guess he had his game plan. And he stuck to it. I mean, shit, he ended up in the top 10, so <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I leaned over up before uh, launch. I was like, hey, man, I know you caught a fish here. Um, I'm just going to let you know I'm not leaving the ramp. Uh, we can share water. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm going to head out. I was like, all right, see you later. And uh, <laughs> wow. uh, 530 hit. Everybody hold ass. Um, except for the two uh, Yankee boys that showed up a little late. I sat there and watched them unload their stuff for 30 minutes. It was, <laughs> it was interesting. But uh, they finally launched, and it was like five minutes before first cast. They got out of there, and first cast hit, and I made two casts. And in different videos, I'm pretty sure it was my third cast, but I've said fourth and I've said second. Um, but – I made a cast and it landed right where I, you know, I thought I was like, that's the money shot right there. And I made about six cranks on it and it felt like I set the hook into a bag of concrete. Turned out to be about a nine pound, 24 inch fish. And it got me all riled up and that landing that fish. I was like, all right, so this is how my day is going to go today. And at that point I was like, I'm going to grind and grind and grind until I catch every fish on this boat ramp. And it it was almost cast to catch almost every every time um, between sand bass striper and the black bass that were living there. But I got to 24, and then I went 17, 17, 15, 16. Um, popped, I got popped a 23, and then uh, I got like a 22. Uh, then I caught a couple more 16s, um, got two 19s. So I had the, 23, the 24, the 23. And I think it was like a 21 or 20 on there in the 219s. And uh, it kind of the bite slowed down. So I started throwing out a drop shot and everything. And is, is, is that when we had like a hundred and I think you had like a hundred and ten at that point? I think I, I think I was at like 107, 110. Yeah. Is and, it, yeah. Uh, I was getting all kinds of early morning messages wondering why the hell people were awake this early. But uh, I was. So many people hitting me up on Facebook and Messenger and just like, yeah, you're killing it. And uh, one of my friends had made a joke. They're like, well, you're going to lose unless you pull those two 19s out. And I, I took that. Lose that friend. Yeah, right. That guy no, sucks. He, he's actually a good old boy. Um, I talked about him earlier. Dang. <laughs> but uh real. He, he he told me that, and it's a group chat, and there was a couple other dudes in there. They were all just poking fun at me because I just waxed them for the first hour and 20 minutes. But the bite died down. I went to drop shot, and I caught so many 15 to 16-inch fish. It was unreal. I was like, well, where's the big one? So I finally just backed off the ramp and sat there. 
And uh, let it cool off for a while. Yeah, I let it cool off. I moved around. And then I started fishing again and caught some sand bass, caught some more smaller bass. And this deer in a black polo was there that morning when I caught the big one, or the second big one, the 23. And he had come back, and he was sitting there, and he was like, hey, so uh, you haven't left? <laughs> I was like, no. I chit-chatted with him, and it got to the point where we were talking. I just put up the rod and motored over back up to the ramp and sat there and chatted with him for about 30 minutes. And then I was like, yeah, I probably should go back. Turns out he's like the owner of the Roses franchise or something. So he was a really cool dude to talk to. Um, made some more casts, and I ended up catching a 20 and a half or 20. Yeah, I think it was 20 and three quarter. Pulled out one of the 19s. I was like, oh, shit, big fish moved back in. So wasted about another 40 minutes casting, didn't get bit. So I backed off again. Um, the camera boats were there, so I chit-chatted with them. The marina employees were walking everywhere. I talked with them. Um, and I got busy over there at your little ramp. It uh, really is. It's, it's like a, like what, uh, Randy. What's Randy whenever he won the dude with the flat Randy top? Powell. Randy, Randy Powell. is. It's just like him wearing the classic oh. at, at, on a bridge, people watching from the bank. That's, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. It was. And um, I was getting just a chit-chat with everybody because I was in no hurry. I mean, it wasn't even 8 o'clock in the morning. It, it, it may have been 8.30 at this point. I, I was like, I still got like eight hours in this tournament. I don't know what to do. But uh, day one, this little boy had showed up. He was at, he was at the other side of the ramp on some picnic tables when all that madness started and he had worked his way onto the boat ramp right next to, or the boat dock right next to me and just kind of sat there until I finally said, Hey man, what's up little man? He goes, I've never seen anything like this. I was like, well, come back tomorrow. I should still be here. Well, he ended up showing back up late that afternoon, but I got my last, I think I called it a 21 at like noon or something like yeah, that. That's whenever you went from like 110 to 112. Yeah. Like one one twelve and a quarter. Yeah. And uh, then I received a quick text message from another buddy. And he's well, like, hey, upgrade 110. Yeah, he's like, you know, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but who the hell calls a 110-inch sack? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but a uh, little boy finally showed back up. And pretty much from about 1, let's say 12.45 to 2, I just spent – I made some casts, tried to pick up some fish, lost – lost one that i know was bigger than the 24 it came up and surfaced and uh did like weird roll and went nose down and here came a crankbait so i mean it is what it is with that fish it was late in the day but i ended up just we're about the last hour talking and i'm pretty sure about 130 140 i was sitting on the boat ramp at, or on the boat dock at the marina waiting on a pizza that i ordered so well, and I, didn't, I didn't know if I won, but I knew there was nothing left on my spot yeah. and there was not enough time left in the day to go searching for something. So yeah, I knew Joe was on fish. I was just ecstatic that I had the day that I had and I, and I couldn't believe it. So I just wanted to take some time and the camera boat was there. Uh, Justin Faircloth was there. Daniel had showed back up and was sitting in there hanging out with us. And we were just talking and having a good time, just going over the day for everybody and, I mean, that was the end of my day too. So whenever that, whenever you lost that big one, were you like, "That's it"? Like that's, yeah. It took about two hours to get that one bite, and I lost it. And I was like, "Well, I'm done. I'm tired. Like I couldn't even. I didn't even get a good hook set in the fish. And I mean, I, I've never. I don't crank a lot. I'm not a big cranker guy. I'd rather flip, punch, drag big worms. 
I don't start cranking more. <laughs> I, obviously, I'm, I'm learning this. Um, but I'm not a big cranking guy. And, man, I was – the 30 minutes from day day one, I probably caught about 45 fish in 30 minutes between sand bass, striper, and black bass. And the same thing happened on day two. And if, if my mind's right, and I think it is, I probably caught over 200 different species off that boat ramp. Crazy, including a five and a half inch perch on a drop shot, which really helped the limit. Yeah, dang, right to the fryer. <laughs> is, is that what you what, what do you think? Awesome. They, why were they there? Wow, okay, so that's what you asked, and I meant to cover that. So, it's all retreads from a tournament, or no? Um, I don't, I, they may have a small local tournament that runs out of there, but oh. nothing major. It's a really small boat ramp, um, okay. big marina, fancy marina, big condos, nice mansions up, <laughs> up in the neighborhood. But uh, no, no real tournaments out of there that I could think of. But I did notice throughout the day a couple pieces of wood would drift on by, just coming down, <laughs> coming down through the marina. It was way muddier than it was day one, and I was cranking down the boat ramp and I hooked a log. Something was in the middle of the boat ramp which hadn't been there before, and right when I did that, I realized that there was the current that was being drawn by the gates open was coming right down that bluff wall over the top of that ramp. And the black bass were tucked on the left side. The sand bass were in and out of it the whole time. And the stripers were on the right side. So they're just all just in there. And I saw a picture. Somebody had told me they had researched the lake and they had seen a picture of this boat ramp out of the water. I was like, cool. Well, you know, after the tournament, I kind of Googled it. And it is really just a solid concrete structure that they can just hide on. So That's awesome. Well... Y'all both had killer days. We didn't say the number. You were you were running through the fish, but just for anybody that's listening that hasn't seen, Mark ended up with 112 and a quarter on day two. And Joe, I watched yours close, and you 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 know kept calling, and you got up to 101, which is, I mean, still, I mean, how often do you have a hundred inch day and you know not be the top guy? And then uh, Brad Brad Case actually was just a little bit of ahead of you with 104. Um, let's go back to the total. So the total for the weekend, Mark, you had 209 and a quarter inches, which is absolutely ridiculous. And Joe, you gave him one hell of a run and you came in right behind him with 208 and three quarter, half of an inch. And that, and you can't even be upset about it. The fishing was so good for y'all. No, it was. Man. Yeah. That that day too. Uh, was unbelievable as well. I lost two giant fish uh, at a 22 and a half incher on my board uh, about to snap his picture and he flopped and went down through the hole where my mirage drive was supposed to be. Uh, my uh, 360 uh, belt got jammed up so I had to pull with some assistance from lunch money. I had to pull my mirage drive out so my whole and the bottom of my kayak was open, and that fish flopped and went through that hole. And, and that would have been just shy, uh, about a three-inch cull. Sad at first, but then I thought, yeah. And that that, and there's two days like that, there's nothing. I mean, it, you can be mad at what you miss, but if it's your day, like, if it's supposed to, yeah. No, guys, I was not mad. I was... Uh, I didn't get upset too much about it. I'd lost a bigger fish earlier, broke off, and uh, 
he was 10 plus pounder. He jumped around me with my worm in his mouth for a couple hours, just saying, nanny, nanny, poo poo to you, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, you're sitting, by We're si you're sitting by the side of the road. We, we can't hold you up anymore. You're trying to get home to your family. You have to tell us it wouldn't be right if we didn't say anything about, I mean, out of unbelievable gesture out of the kindness of your heart you donated your your winnings to to one of the other angler sons can you tell us why you did that and tell us about save jt to tell us about it and everybody who's listening if you don't know kbn's putting together something right now you can go to savejt.com and you can donate and they're going to do a raffle for a lot of different things on kbn so go over there and check that out but tell us tell and us about and right before you tell us, I'll, we'll have the GoFundMe link, and I'm going to have their website link. They have a, a website, Save JT. Uh, explain to you what his uh, the little boy has a very rare condition called TPI. You can look into that, and they talk about what it is. Uh, there's only 70 known cases, and only I think five to seven people currently uh, that have the condition. Super rare, uh, but yeah, go ahead, Joe. <clears throat> Well, guys, let me tell you, I didn't know Jason, um, but when we went to the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce, the top top ten showed up, and he told his story, and man, it really touched me. Um, and then we get up on stage. Jason gets, you know, he's only fished a couple of kayak tournaments in his life. One of them's the classic, so uh, he's up there and he talks about his son and. In the research that's being done, uh, he placed seventh in the top 10, which was phenomenal. And I had gone to Possum Kingdom with the attitude to have a good time, catch some fish, make memories. But God blessed me every single day I was there. And the fact that he gave me an opportunity uh, to end up in second place and get a check, I knew there was a purpose for that. And after he made his little uh, speech there on the stage, I knew because I was being nudged a little bit in my heart and in my soul to donate that money to his son. And that's what I did. And so it was an honor to do that. And I think it's, I think it's really been a catalyst to, to our family of kayakers across this country and others. Um, I think, more and more people are starting to to make contributions. And I know uh, we're planning a, a benefit tournament that I think will also raise a lot of money and awareness. But it, it really was just a blessing given to me that I passed on. That's it. Well, good job, man. I mean, that it definitely helped. I was checking their numbers before. They, uh, on their GoFundMe, they have a $250,000 goal and they're over halfway there. And uh, seeing it this weekend, I, you can even see that there's been a, like a sudden increase in donating and, uh, Ryan Lambert and the guys putting that together, it's just going to, it's going to continue and we're going to post it and it, it's going to bring good fortune for them and hopefully show what kind of people are in our industry too. You know, that everybody's in this together and we all got each other's backs. And wh whether it's through the tournament or, Absolutely. uh, some of the things that you can win through KBN, no matter what you do, what we just we really want to challenge all of our listeners to actually donate, whether it's five dollars, whatever it is, whatever you can. Exactly, put a couple dollars in, do whatever you can. Savejt.com. 
Go do that. Don't talk about it. Just actually do it. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Well, 25,000 people donate a dollar. That's a big move. That's right. It's a big, it's a big one. Uh, I'm going to donate a, uh, a deer hunt to, uh, to my one of my farms up in western Kentucky, Dreamland Hunting Club. I think that would be... Uh, uh, an opportunity to raise some money and uh, I might even do the guy. We'll see. Also Ryan's buddy, Aaron Lewis, um, yeah, he, he rubbed shoulders with some of the right people. He was donating a guitar, a concert backstage and a meet and greet. So, I mean, if, if you've never seen Aaron Lewis in concert back when he was in rock and roll or when he's moved to country, that man puts on a show. So it's worth the time to meet him. That's right. Stan's back on tour again. Yeah, but they, uh, I was big and staying back in the day, but they, uh, that's I, how you show your age right there, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, dysfunction. That was a great, yeah. but they, uh, the puddle of mud myself. There you go. But man, I, I donated a guy trip, but I don't puddle think anybody would agree with me. <laughs> All I right. donated a drinking trip. Yeah, maybe we, a hey, hey, possum king, maybe we should. Put on a guide trip for our holes. Well, we wouldn't have to go far for either of them. <laughs> hey, more time fishing. That's a Absolutely. trip you want to take. Well, Joe, I know you're That's in storms, so we're going to let you go. But if you've got one more second, Thanks, uh, uh, I'd like to hear just what your thoughts were taking that big trophy on that stage, man. I know that's just something crazy. Well, let me tell you. It got down to to Mark and I. It didn't. It, it really didn't matter to me one way or the other. I was I was as happy for Mark. Actually, getting second place to Mark fishing in his backyard, I felt like I won. So uh, it was uh, it was an exciting time. I, I think we both have been blessed. Uh, what we do with our success. Uh, little or great, whatever uh, is important. We got to pay it forward. I'm honored to be where I am. And like I said, bef- the day before the before the uh, walk on the stage, I am second. I will always be second to God. And I got to runner-up trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest runner-up trophy in fishing for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck Saturday, I, and, and friend- give that. Like- Give that lady with the crazy makeup a slap on the bottom for me. <laughs> what's her? Who, what's her name? I will. <laughs> what's the name of that lady that runs the trail? You, you, oh, I ain't slapping none of that. I'll let you do that. Lady. No. Her name's Kay. <laughs> Kay. Kay Donaldson. That's what. Kay. Yeah. Ooh, she's a. Yeah. She likes yeah. some makeup. Yeah. Well, I'm not talk about it, but she paints it on. I'll let you. I'll let you. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll see you soon, Joe. I'm going to get you to take me out on Katoma. You boys are crazy. All right, guys. Jimmy, you just call, give me a call, brother. Dan, I appreciate you. Hey, and I got signed up for our month long, finally. I saw that. I'm in, baby. We'll see you later, guys. All right, All right, buddy. Buddy. All right. Peace out, right. Possum King. Hey, All Thank right. You. Thank you. Be safe. All right. And then while we still have you, I want to know what it's like on your – 
you're carrying that big winning trophy on that stage, man. What's that like? Um, it's actually kind of heavy, to be honest. I I thought it was made of wood, but there's there's definitely some weight to that thing. Um, actually, lifting it up on the stage was uh, I was an emotional wreck for two days because I I knew it was going to be close. Um, and uh, Ryan was taking me out on uh, Thursday night. We went to Billy Bob's, met up some of his buddies there, and I was like, "Hey, you know, congrats on your maybe of a win." And it was just, I was just giving him devil eyes because I was like, "Man, I." I felt so bad for y'all having to wait a whole extra day to find out what happened. It, I mean, it it was rough. It it did it. It mentally messed with me a little bit. And it, I'm not a huge emotional person. Um, you get me, and then uh, you get angry at me usually. Um, there's, there's not a lot of in between, but, uh, crying, um, just being this feeling of elation and all that, it just doesn't happen a lot. Um, and there was so much pent up emotion getting up on that stage that as soon as I raised that trophy, um, I saw my wife, my family going crazy up there. My dad, my dad was there. Um, that was a big deal for him, him to get to come see that. Uh, and then everybody from DFW and the few that straggled from the tournament from out of state stayed. And seeing everybody just go nuts, it was a, uh, it was, it was a real deal. And I mean, kudos to Bass for doing it. Um, maybe we can just get a couple more people in there next time, so there's not so many empty chairs. Yeah, there was a lot of us watching, but man, yeah. there's they, they they know they got a few things to work on, and, and I mean, they're doing it. The kayaking's new to them, and uh, exactly. I had Hank, Hank did better. He did better this year. But. He did. Hank did really good this year. He's a really good dude. Um, I shared a couple car rides with him. And uh, he, hey, he uh, goes to high school in the kayak. I mean, whenever I fished college, he did all that. He always did a great job. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll get better at it. But if they need somebody, I would do a terrible job, but I would do it for free. <laughs> if they want right. me to do it, holler at me. I'd act cool if they'd let me do it. It'd be so wild. Yeah. With the privilege of winning, I got to uh, have a backstage pass, and I got to go back and walk around and stuff and see the pros, see the high school boys, see the college boys. And in all honesty, we weren't treated much different than them, um, they, except they carried fish in, and we did not. We just stood there with big smiles on our face and a TV screen. Um, but, I mean, they were in and out, in and out, and it was done just like we were. And there was huge people trying to get in to see those events as well. And it was more the Dickies staff arena, I think, that held a lot of that up. Um, they're like, nope, three o'clock, you you don't move till three. And hell, my wife even got stuck outside, and they had to send bass people after her to get her and my kids inside. Wow. But I mean, yeah. kudos to Bass and Hank, uh, Dwayne, Patrick. Oh my God, Dwayne and Patrick worked their asses off the whole week. Um, so kudos to those guys. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's that like, like we had a podcast the other day on uh, the OG show talking about it. And, you know, for Hobie KBF, that's what they're doing for bass. It's an established, you know, it's a product that's established and then it works for them with boats. Like it always has. We're new to that. You know, yeah. they don't, they don't owe us anything. They're filling us out and they're going to keep seeing it. I mean, a $20,000 check, big trophy, like it, it's gonna get there. It it's just yeah, gonna take a little time. I mean, as long as it makes sense for bass, it's gonna make sense for us. Um, on this level, everything's a business decision. Nothing's done with a personal mentality. It's exactly if the numbers match up here, we're gonna do this. And bass usually runs a test on everything for a year. I was informed by an old angler today. Like they'll try it out for a year, and if it didn't work, they they ain't gonna do it no more. So I'm hoping to see it on the tour next year. I hope they get a schedule out quick. Um, so According. 
I don't know if you were there. Uh, did you fish the Lake Fork one? I did. Well, I attended the Lake Fork one. Yeah. That, that, that Joe's been making fun saying this is my home lake. Lake Fork's usually my home lake. That's that's where I, I like to fish. And uh, that's where I spent a lot of my time, and <laughs> I did not do good. I I put Just all of my eggs in a basket in one spot and got beat to my one spot, and that guy held first place for like five hours. I was so mad. But yeah, I mean, no hard feelings. You, he, I was running a motor, and he outpedaled me there, and it blew my mind. I made him work for that two mile run. Uh, was but, he in a uh, Predator? No, he was in a Hobie P uh, three hundred and sixty. No kidding. Like he, I couldn't like when he when we pulled in, there was a boat there, and he told the guy, he's like, I just pedaled four point three miles an hour for two and a or for two miles, and like he was so winded when he was telling the guy, I was like, you earned it. Oh, you got it. I'm moving. I had one tournament like that on Lake Weatherford. We had to launch at the north end of the lake, and I wanted to fish the south end of the lake. And it was a good run. Um, the only guy that beat me down there was um, Clifton Allen, but he's like 6'6 six, <laughs> six and just has legs for days. Yeah. But I was so tired when I got there. And then my on my second cast of the day, I caught a 24-inch bass there. And I, it took me everything to get that fish to the boat. Oh yeah, he already ain't got no breath. But uh, like what I was getting at with the Lake Fork comment was, according to those guys, and I've kind of, you know, reached out to some of the other guys in Bass that I know they mentioned that they've basically got the schedule for the next two years already locked in. And I talked to someone else that kind of confirmed that okay. they were waiting on like one more yes. So, um, hopefully when they start to release the rest of the like the boat schedules, we'll get ours too because from basically what we're told is it's all orchestrated and scheduled around each other. So hopefully next year we'll get ours at the same time they do. We'll be a part of that plan. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping for an early schedule release this time. So and AOY. come on, do what? And AOY. They could do yeah. that. They on. could, they could run an AOY. They could um, with kayakers. I mean, you're going to have the same 10 guys that travel all of it. So yeah, it's not like the pro two. All go. It's gonna be you get to I'm the state. It's tough. It's tough when I'll be you know <laughs> the guys who can travel and the guy and, you know, and women and people yeah. who definitely. Yeah. All right, uh, we, we didn't give Joe, we didn't okay uh, we we didn't give Joe a shot because he was we were trying to get him back on the road. But is there any before we let you go? Is there any sponsors or? Uh, anybody you want to talk about? Anybody makes kayak fishing easier for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the person that makes it the easiest is probably going to be my wife. Uh, she right now is actually working from home, so it definitely works out better for us. But she's always been the one to let me go out and chase things. And whether it be fishing or, you know, trying to play softball at the next level, which I probably should have never tried that anyways. But it's fishing. I'm, I'm a competitive person. I'm a Sagittarius. And, according to the star maps and stuff it's in my nature so um she's always there she's like yeah you go do it go get it come home we'll take care of stuff um other than that it's going to be uh english pro tackle sold me my first kayak here in north virginia Hills. uh old town um the ap120 without that i would have had to sit down all day instead of been able to stand up and actually crank and fish the way i needed to um ALX rods, um, they're my rod sponsor right now. And I mean, without that, I was using a good cranking rod that was able to keep the fish on the hook for me. Had enough bend in it that I didn't lose anything. And then uh, X-Hot Baits back here, man. Uh, Lloyd 
I'm Lloyd's uh, funny story with him is I applied to his team and he had some Christian boys on his team. Good, good stand-up guys. Uh, Joseph Sanderson, Guillermo Gonzalez, all them. And I hear I am a little drinker partier guy and don't really care. I speak my mind. He's like, I don't know if you're going to be a good fit. And I told Lloyd, I was like, Hey man, you know, you can't have all choir boys on your team. You need a bad boy every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know what? And he goes, you know what? You're on the team. We're, we're going to make this work. And we've had a great relationship for the last, I think it's been four, four, four years, five years. And uh, it's, it's been phenomenal. He's a great guy. So excited base right here in Texas. That's so awesome. why the autopilot 120 instead of the 136? So my theory on this was uh, I, I like to get in between docks. I like to flip. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a cranker. I like to flip and punch and do all that. And I like close quarters. Um, and I was like, you know, that foot and a half might be a little big. Um, so just to maneuver through things. And I got the one, I went with the 120. Um, and I'm extremely happy with it. Um, I've seen the guys in the 136s, and they're huge boats. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm getting one. It, it's coming, and uh, I, I, I could use that leg room because I like to throw stuff on the floor. <laughs> but it's just a bigger boat, and I like to get in between things and get places I probably shouldn't go. I usually end up getting myself stuck pretty good. The so, tank well on the 136 is insane. One of yeah. our hosts has got one, and he has the at gadget crate and then a black pack, like yeah, back so, to back in that. The, the rear well is the same on both boats. Um, I can okay. put an entire cooler back there, which is really neat. Um, all I did was shorten the deck space. Um, and after standing up, cranking, and moving, if I could have taken like an extra two steps to the front of the boat, that would have uh, been crucial. But I was standing where I needed to stand in my boat where I could. So, yeah, I, I, if I ever plan on cranking again, I'm going to be doing it out of a 136. I have a, I have a Predator now. I had the Sportsman, which I, I kind of like both of them equally. I'm, I'm probably I'm a little bit heavier, so, you know, having that stability is great for me. But yeah, I think next year I'm going to get the 136. I had that in and, you know, on I have another one. And it'd be fun to put my kid in the back. It's so big, so we can go crop it. Yeah, man, your yeah. kid could party in the back of that thing, dude. Yeah. It's good, so good. Big. I've got a, I've got a uh, one thirty six uh, Sportsman Big Water as well, so yeah. that way I can switch back and forth for Hobie pre-fish with the motor and That's right. fish tournament days with pedals. And I got my river boat, so I got you know you got to have three now. So. Yeah, true. true. I'm so laid up, man. Those That's are rookie cool. numbers. I think I've got five outside right now. I can't fit. I, I don't have anywhere <laughs> for them, or I would. <laughs> All right, my guys, I gotta, I gotta jump off yeah. here real quick. I appreciate, appreciate you having me. Yeah. On. Thank y'all so much. Good, yeah, man, I'm so glad you were able to come on. All right, good deal. <clears throat> well, let's. Oh, let me bring this up. I don't have it ready. Oh, that was right. exciting tournament, man. I hope that we get some some TV coverage of it one day. We're, you know, we're growing. Things are, things are going. People can't afford, dude. We live here in Alabama. We know how people are. You know, people don't make that much money here. The cost of inflation is going up. More people are going to be getting at kayaks, if anything. And it's it's just going to put more of an emphasis here on people getting into kayak fishing. It's going to become bigger and faster. I, I think things like that happen. Yeah, I, I think things that like happen this week. You know, it, it's up to the anglers to make it you know, more known to these bigger entities, you know, having a good show turnout for that event. Those guys having ridiculous days. I mean, those are probably 30 pound bags. 
yeah. you know, 112 inches, uh, stuff like that'll get noticed. And then with the kayak industry booming and kayak sales, it all just makes sense. Like, like with you seeing like Old Town and Vibe signing better kayak deals with box stores to carry their stuff. As much as I don't like that because I like our outfitter setups and stuff like that. Like that's just the first steps of it. Like these, these big companies are going to take notice and, and Basel's, you know, when they start to see that there's going to be a return from it, that there's a viewing and a following, they'll put their money there. I mean, that's just how business is. You gotta, you gotta know that's got to make you a dollar before you can drop some big money on it. That's right. All right, so let's talk about tournaments from last week. Uh, first, we had the Kayak Anglers of Western Pennsylvania. Oh, no. Oh, Lord, I can't say this. Pimatone Mat- River Reservoir. Uh, I don't know. That sounds crazy. But uh, y'all fished it. Uh, first place, <laughs> Jeffrey Rabbit with 88 and a quarter. Bob Hammond with 85 and three quarter. And Job Dabney with 84 and a quarter. West Virginia Kayak Anglers, they were on Greenbrier and New Rivers. Uh, same place that a KFL should have happened. Um, 70 angler, and I want to talk about that. 70 anglers, first Rick Goff, 72 and three quarter. Uh, second place, Storm Carver, and second with 71 and three quarter. And third was Joe Farley with 71 and three quarter. New York Kavioff on Endicott Bay. And at Endicott, I'm sorry. It's got a Q, but it's Endicott Bay. 36 anglers. Chris Barnett in first with 84 and three quarter. Pat Vermont with 84 inches and Scott Reynolds in third with 78 and three quarters. Uh, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail on Centerville Lake. I think I said that right. 46 anglers. Brock Spencer won that one with 84 and a quarter. Robert Weicker in second with 76 and John Now with 71 and a quarter. TVKA, they had their Hammers Tournament on Chickamauga. It's 42 anglers. Chris Lowe in first with 50 and anglers, three fish limit. Uh, Paris Edwards in second with 57 and a half. And Steve, big Steve. Uh, Steve Owens would also with 57 and a half in third. Kayak yeah. Anglers, yeah. Kayak anglers in Missouri on Stockton Lake, 42 anglers. Jason Yazitsky with 84 inches. Second place was Adam White, Witt with 82. And Billy Reynolds bringing up third with 81 and a half. All-American Kayak Series on Lake Kansas, 41 anglers. Jay Schwarzkopf, like Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf, with uh, 94 and three-quarter. Chad Davison, second, with 91 and three-quarter. And Colt Volker, it's a fun name, Colt Volker, with uh, 90 and three-quarter. Oklahoma Kayak Anglers, they had a road runner, 71 anglers. James View, with 84 inches. Jack Miller in second, with 93 and a half. And Danny Bowen, with 93 and a quarter. A lot of big numbers this week. Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association, the Chris Nelson Memorial Tournament, 75 anglers, Tong Mua with 91 inches, Hugh Vang in second with 87 and a quarter, and Daniel Zimmershield with 87 and a quarter. Next up, Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing. Another time, y'all are fishing at some weird places. Multi-Nod, <laughs> N-U-L-T-N-O-M-A-H, multi Sure. Well, no, no, I'm not going to try. It wasn't a bay. It wasn't a lake. It's a channel. So there you go. 30 anglers fishing the channel. Uh, first place, Matthew Burdick, 72 and a half. Dalton Manning in second with 70 and a half. And Daniel Clark with 68 inches. Cincinnati Cag Fishing, Brookville Lake, 34 anglers. 
Chris Anderson first with 50 and a half. Burt Goffis with 48 and a quarter. And Brock Spencer with 48. Last but not least, Wild West Bass Trail out in California on Don Pedro, 70 anglers. Taz Muin first. That dude is all three of these names you hear every single week. Uh, Taz Muin first with 86 and a quarter. Vinny Dow with 85 and a half. And my guy who's on my fantasy team, but Wild West Bass Trail does not count, Damian Tao, because he is always in the top three. He has to be one of the top five best anglers in the country. That dude needs to move to this part of the country. Yeah. He's moving. <laughs> and, or, and, or somebody needs to give him a sponsored deal where they like cover his traveling or something. Yeah. Hey, Let him man. come dominate this side of the country just to see if he can do it. It's time to move over. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great anglers, but – that dude would be in the top 10. He, he, yeah, just he, would. he would definitely be a new name. Yeah. But all those numbers, everybody it seemed like was having the eighties, nineties, you know, good days good all point. around the country. And it makes me sick about how my fishing went last weekend. <laughs> but yeah. Joe said it, man, I didn't get the Intel. I didn't know. A little late. To, a lot of pressure. On that like five, five miles. It, it gets a, a, a lot of pressure, but it's all 25 horse and under boats. And, and you can find and like and I, I didn't even show up on time. Like those well, guys got in the water at four o'clock. I didn't show up till seven thirty. Yeah, I had a long work day and was not getting up on two hours of sleep at three a.m. and driving over there. And after I missed those two on the buzz bait real fast, I was like, "Oh my god, the, it was a morning deal, and I've missed it." And because like you know, about right at like eight thirty, that that top water went away. Yeah. Miss whatever. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that's all we got. Y'all have a good week and uh, be safe. And congrats to the winners. First ever Bass Classic. That's what I'm calling it. Big yeah. trophy. That's awesome. All right. Y'all be good. Wear your PFDs and see y'all next week. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.